Uh, neither of us wanted to say hello okay. <laughs> or be the first one to talk. Well done. Well done us. Uh, Wait, how will we introduce this? Will we, I think if we actually say hello at the start of this and like introduce what the podcast is about. Okay. I think that'd be better. Okay. What are you doing? Well, I, <laughs> you're, I checking, on my leg. you're checking for leg hairs again. Leg hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, do you know, if we actually start this episode like, hello, this is da 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 and this is a podcast about da 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 and this is me, and this is Nikki, and da da yeah. I think that'd be better because then it's kind of clearer, isn't it? Yeah, okay. We can be like, by episode four, we're actually introducing the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, you go and I'll chime in. <laughs> um, welcome back to The Grim Reader, um, a podcast where we judge a book by its front cover. Yay. <laughs> um, well done us actually introducing the podcast at the start of the episode and not the like... Beginning. <laughs> not at like half an hour in when you're like what nonsense am I listening to today I know my mom listens to the podcast and she's always like oh yeah I haven't gotten to the bit where you talk about books yet but (laughs) she loves it all the same accurate like you know we haven't seen each other in a week so we have a lot of catching up to do and just you just happen to be bystanders of our of our idle gossip yeah (laughs) It's it's great, but um, I'm Rebecca. Because um, we're Nikki. bad at intro- I, we're bad at introducing ourselves as well. You might yeah. want to introduce yourself again because I talked over you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nikki. There Viral we go. Viral sensation. <laughs> yes, uh, do talk about your lovely Twitter interaction, Nikki. <laughs> okay, well, it's not just a Twitter interaction; it's a Twitter rebellion. Um. A Twitter re- restart, a cultural significance <laughs> has happened this week um, because Marion Keys, our beautiful author, is now following me on Twitter for reasons unrelated to books. Oh my God, do tell, <laughs> do tell. I mean, I love um, that. As soon as you start a book podcast, an actual Irish author starts following you, completely unrelated has no oh, idea like, what we're doing didn't didn't even follow me because i said the word book unrelated <laughs> yeah just um, okay so i was on tiktok as you do i was killing time and um i don't know like i've posted tiktoks before but it was one of those days where i was like ah sure look i'm just gonna post a couple of them for the crack um and i was doing loads of like of those duet kind of videos and I found this fella singing about, um, do you remember that meme? Uh, that, oh shit, what up? It's that boy, yes. a little green frog on the unicycle. This man had created um, a beautiful, beautiful, gahauling, shanos, um, like traditional kind of a tune about um, that boy. And I thought it was really funny. I had like 20 likes. I was like, haha, LOL. And um, I'm just fresh off uh, playing the Opera House where we did like a folk and trad gig last week, like a big professional like gig. And I was like, I'm a trad queen now. So I started um, duetting this video and I did like a Shanos kind of a duetty kind of harmony kind of a thing. And I posted it and haha, I got like 10 likes. I was like, haha, that's me. <laughs> Hilarious. The guy who made it um, 
commented on it going like oh my god this is amazing and i was like we need to be on the late late show and that was as far as this went in my mind because this was on tiktok meanwhile on twitter my friend niall tags me in a tweet and it's from the tiktok man but he's on twitter now and he's posted the video the duet that i did onto his main feed and i click on it and it's got like five thousand views and i was like oh no and it turns out the guy on TikTok who only had like 20 likes has like 40,000 Twitter followers. <laughs> so hello, Michael Fry, you're really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry for jumping on your, your Shanos thing. <laughs> but either way, he posted it anyway. And uh, Marion Keys had seen the original one without me in it and had retweeted it going, I love this man because we all love this man. He's so funny. And then... Uh, <laughs> she found the version that he'd uploaded with me singing on it and just went and followed me so i'm followed by a celebrity hello marion keys how you doing girl who is not I listening to this i can jump in her dms she might listen one day <laughs> yeah because as well uh nikki then went and stopped her twitter um yeah. you know which probably if she is listening to this now she's gonna be like okay <laughs> unfollow <laughs> unfollow block but no she, i love marion keys he but... tweeted about percy pig <laughs> yeah you know? she did right now i'm literally gonna get the tweet up on the third of november at precisely 8 00 p.m marion keys tweeted that pig is weirdly sinister looking I think he's moving of his own volition around the house. He keeps turning up in odd places. And she's got a picture of Percy Pig underneath her coffee table. I was like, it's our overlord, Percy Pig. Yeah. <laughs> I love how she says sinister looking. I'm like, yes, accurate. Yes. That pig You're is right, freaky Marianne. looking. He's scary. Know? He is scary. I don't know why people love him so much. I don't either, girl. It's, it's, there's murder in his eyes. <laughs> serial killer Percy Pig yeah I've had a much less exciting week <laughs> mine's just finding been viral fame yeah I was not finding viral fame <laughs> I was just doing boring old paperwork and emails and all that kind of stuff which is tiring um so I think mm -hmm. and as well I haven't been sleeping at all so um over the weekend myself and Matteo we usually um because he's not in Ireland at the moment. Uh, he went home to Italy. Um, so what Corona. we've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what we've been doing to spend time together at the weekends is uh, we'll watch a movie over Zoom together, which is really cute. And we've watched some really great movies. Um, he'd never seen The uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. And <gasps> no I know, way! I know. I was so shocked because he loves Christmas. And I was like, but it's like Halloween vibes as well. And oh, and um, That's a great movie. We watched The Grinch <laughs> recently. I he'd love never, the he'd never seen The Grinch. I was like, how have you not seen this? Jim Carrey is amazing. Um, He's so good. But this weekend, I was like, I'm going to go for a different vibe. I'm feeling like I want to be scared out of my mind. <laughs> so we watched uh, The Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> I adore that movie like that's one of the best movies ever made I always thought it was gonna be like a horror and it's not it is it is kind of more the thriller type you know yeah crime. it's kind of like it's a detective kind of a thing yeah I had always assumed 
for some reason that it was like this really horrible horror but um no but um what was I'd seen it before <laughs> so whenever I knew the really gruesome scenes were coming up I just take my headphones out and put my like my uh, elbow over my eyes and be like <laughs> so, but like I'd sneakily still be able sweet to see Matteo <laughs> sweet baby Becca I was I was leaving sweet myself. baby Matteo <laughs> oh I'd be looking at Matteo and he'd be there kind of going <laughs> horrified <laughs> in the corner like oh no um so he loved he loved that one so then I was like oh we'll watch the next one tomorrow which is Hannibal um now not as good definitely no, not as good not a good movie um, I do like Julianne Moore but I was like you really need to, not, not a good movie. to come back do you know yeah, no um, one redeemed it it was not a good movie no um but that that movie is a lot more gruesome it's a yeah. lot more gruesome and, and did you watch Red Dragon uh, we're going to watch that next weekend. We're going to watch that next weekend because my reasoning was, was that we were going to watch them in the order they were released. Becca, <laughs> Becca, criminal. No, a criminal. criminal among us. <laughs> but you see, you watch, that's the prelude. Like you watch that one first. I know, but you see, I'd watch, I've watched all three of them before. And I was thinking the silence of the lambs is the best one. So I wanted yeah, to but hook. Then you build up to it. I Red hooked, Dragon is. So I wanted to hook Matteo into it. Do you know, start off with the really, really good one, and then, yeah, Hannibal in the middle. Then watch so it's the not, shit it's not one, the last and then one. watch the good one. <laughs> there was an order. There was no. an order to my thinking, but um, there wasn't because you knowingly watched the second movie first. And then watch the third movie second, and then watch the first movie first. It was released no. first. No, no, no. Um, if you were like, I think this happens with Star Wars as well. Like, if you were gonna tell someone to watch Star Wars, I would tell them to start on movie one, like the very, very first, mm -hmm. like one in the in the group of there's like nine movies now. I'd make them start on one, even though that's like I think that's the third movie they made or something. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they're all, that order's all jumbled. Fun. And then Solo happens before all of those. So maybe you should start on Solo. Oh God, Emmett is going to kill me if I'm yeah. wrong. Like I we're, really we're going to have someone, I some Star Wars I said it. Um, fan like harassing us now. Um, Emmett has this Han Solo action figure that he adores Aww. and he leaves it in my room and um he has it <clears throat> he has it so that it stands on top of my alexa and every time oh. he comes in i swear this solo figure is standing there all week and he comes in and for some reason it's fallen down and he's always like you left him on the floor all week and i'm like i did it so <laughs> disrespectful nikki so disrespectful <laughs> oh my god he um. was standing <laughs> No, it's it's one of those um, Toy Story situations. He's like perfectly fine. And then he's like, ah, oh, Emmett's coming. I'm going to make her look bad now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look for sympathy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, no. But yeah. Nice. Nice, nice. Did you buy anything for Black Friday? Nope. <laughs> I've been <laughs> trying to save that? money. No. Been... <laughs> no. Um, no, I've been trying to save money. So... Um, what I do have to do is, uh, 
buy all my Christmas shopping. So uh, that's... buy it all in Black Friday. Yeah. Well, no, I have. I think I have my sister fully picked out her presents. Um, who my... is the beautiful Isabel who did our beautiful logo? Yes. Um, <laughs> and I have an idea for my brother. And the rest of them, it's going to be like, oh dear God. And I'm really trying to buy from Irish shops and Irish mm-hmm. made and things like that. So, um, you know, support our local economy people. Yes. Um, if anyone is looking for Black Friday madness, because I needed one, I always need like one treat yourself moment on a Black Friday. There's a makeup uh, company, they're Irish, they're called Cash Beauty. And it's Kaylee Cashel's brand. She's an Irish uh, makeup influencer. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Like she's really makeup... big on TikTok. Yeah, she got huge on ah. TikTok. She is unbelievable. And um, she has her own brand out. And I bought not one collection, but both collections <gasps> that she has so far released. And they're arriving today. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, fun. Right, right before we recorded, I was like, I'm going to track my parcel and it's on its way. I would <laughs> love if it arrives in the middle of the podcast. Oh, my God. Imagine a moment for the postman. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Emmett have been watching Parks and Recreation. Like he's never seen it before. So I started him in the beginning of it like mm. a couple of months ago. I think like over like just when the first lockdown ended, we started watching it and um he's finally on season four and like john ralphio is becoming like more and more involved in the show (laughs) so i feel like i'm becoming like everything i do now is like hey how you doing (laughs) you were always like that (laughs) you were always like that this is true you are the john ralphio of cork (laughs) the john ralphio of cork i will take it shanos (laughs) John Ralphio of Cork. <laughs> you did one trad gig and here you are. <laughs> yeah, here I am. <laughs> You've just transformed. I am going to be on the late, late. That's going to be me. Late, late, twist <laughs> Aim high. Oh, aim really high, girl. Yeah. Were you one of those kids that auditioned for it? No, but my school did. Uh, when we were oh. in primary school, they put a whole like thing together a dance kind of around a school classroom thing and uh, I was not one of the kids chosen to be in it um, (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) so um yeah um now the fact no I'm not well the thing is now looking back on it I was very tall always so I probably didn't look like a school child do you know (laughs) when I was going for it they're like hmm will we pick this freakishly tall 10 year old no So I was um, very tall when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, I like stopped growing when I hit 12. So I was I was tall as like I like not like outlandishly like very tall, but I was the second tallest in my class. Oh wow. Up until I was 12, and then all of a sudden that was that was it. That was how far I grew. Well, I stopped growing at 12 as well, but I unfortunately was like five foot nine, five foot ten <laughs> by that stage. <laughs> Meanwhile, me, five three. <laughs> Your Nowadays. version of tall is five foot three. Nowadays. And I'm like hmm. I'm five foot three and a half, actually. Oh so, oh, so that extra half just sprung in there over the years. Oh yeah, girl. That was that was when I turned vegan. That was my little growth spurt, you know. 
all those i never knew i never knew about the vegan growth spurt thank you yeah so uh, you're welcome i don't think i can become vegan then (laughs) i i I don't i don't want to grow any taller um instead of going through your bathroom floor you'll go through the ceiling (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i mm, i i you know you'd grow a half I'd grow like an extra foot or something like (laughs) (laughs) um no and the thing is growing up I always I was praying that I'd stop growing at like five foot seven I was like that's a nice height for some reason I was like five foot seven's good that's like average height oh no 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 my dad's jeans kicked in and we're like haha off you go (laughs) be almost six foot so um yeah Mm -mm. it's not fun no I'm very tall I actually don't know my actual height though. I'm always oh. nervous. Yeah. Oh um, my god, height reveal in episode ten. <laughs> if when we ever get to record in person, you're gonna actually have like a measuring tape out and be like, "Oh yeah, bitch, you know it." Um, yeah, I, and even though like I get measured at doctors, you know, when you have a checkup or whatever, and I just don't want to know. I'd ask them not to tell me. <laughs> I just say no. Nope. I'm secure in oh being gosh. how tall I am. I just don't want to know. She's a mysterious woman. Mysterious girl. (laughs) Oh, I'm not girl. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Uh, But yeah, so my fellow tall people, you know, I think there's a lot of people who don't know their height. I hope I'm not like some freak who doesn't know their height. (laughs) Sure. No, joking. (laughs) No, I didn't know my height until recently. Okay. Ooh. Um, my mom teaches. Uh, she teaches kids classes, and they have like a little. They're called the Growing Gorillas because mm-hmm. it's like an MMA program, and they have this little um, this height chart that they drew, and it's like there's a gorilla next to it going like, oh, like what height are you? And it's really cute. I'm five foot three. <laughs> so just to make us even more like a really shitty knockoff of my favorite murder. Um, we now have an editing corner mm-hmm. instead of a corrections corner. So yeah. the editor of the week is my friend Neve, who corrected me on um as she says, I was um given Paul it's oh I have to play it again. No. I basically I called him Paul Meskel. You called him many things, girl. Paul Meskel, <laughs> Paul Miskel, Paul Meskel. <laughs> like you were just throwing each of them out there. I like, was- Look, one of them was right. One it's of like them was right. the tail on the donkey, like hopefully. hopefully <laughs> one of them was right, it. and I can't remember which one, but I have Neve's lovely voice here, and she will tell us that it is pronounced. It's mescal. <laughs> it's mescal. <laughs> it's mescal. Thank mescal. you. So Paul Mescal. Uh, I apologize, Paul Mescal. Because I know he's listening. Not listening. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, Nikki has aimed her her height, her sights very high for our listeners. It's working. Marion Keys is following me on Twitter. <laughs> Completely unrelated. It's so funny because I just did the Opera House gig and got no recognition. And then I post. <laughs> like, I literally like did the Opera House gig and went on private because I was like, oh, I don't want people finding my Twitter. And then meanwhile, like I post a really crappy, like crappy Shanosi meme. And I got like 40 Twitter followers last night, which doesn't sound like a lot. But to me, it means plenty. That's a lot, girl. That is an that's awful like, lot. That's double digits. That's yeah. too many people. No. It's more They'll, people than If they listen, listen to this now, they're going to unfollow you. <laughs> yeah, no, immediately. They're going to be like, bitch, I'm out. 
<laughs> what um, book did you do? Oh, yes. Um, whose turn is it? It's your turn to go first. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is okay. yours? Sorry, that kind of made me feel like it sounded like I was extremely unprepared or there was a reason why I can't go first. Yeah, I, I'm I just like, kind of. You really yeah. don't want to go first. You want to end the episode. <laughs> I don't know why I was kind of triggered for a second, but I'm fine with going first. <laughs> I don't know wow, why that um, kind of like, mm, I really that's... like reacted there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay. I'm gonna, I'll send you, <laughs> I'll send you a photo. Um, this oh, book is called I Love You Too Much. I know this is one of those books that I actually completely judged it by its cover and picked it up in Waterstones because it was so beautiful yeah it's gorgeous and look i have the, the this is it here just on camera for it's becca gorgeous. it's um, so divine so it's by alicia drake um and the cover is a beautiful hardback um but what's really nice about it it doesn't have a sleeve on it mm. or else you lost the sleeve <laughs> no 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 it has no sleeve <laughs> um it has no sleeve so it's this beautiful kind of goldy yellow almost like goldy mustardy kind of color yeah and um kind of um it's a very a very chloe cover very chloe yeah she like loves her Chloe's she color. loves that color um yeah. but in the center then is um like a photo a small little photo of a boy and a girl and the girl is laughing and then in the background i'm getting very like apartment vibes um like Paris maybe mm -hmm. um, it's also the way they do the book it's really elegant because they mm. actually put that photo slightly off center yeah oh I, I can't see that from the, so the photo nice. that you sent on it's really yeah, nice it's so nice to look at um it is so beautiful. but the title is written into the, that lovely photo um we're gonna we're so bad at describing the actual book covers so please i i post the photos of our books on instagram you you can go check those out you if definitely you actually need visual aid like you yeah, definitely need visual aid. Uh, like you'll probably look at those photos and go what were they describing <laughs> but we try okay our our skills are not in descriptive <laughs> language no. uh but uh yeah okay I have to come up with a story now. Oh, okay. So it's I love you it's too much. It's kind of hard. I love you too much. Oh, I don't want to go the sad route with this. <laughs> no, girl, you bring me on whatever oh. journey this title is bringing you on. Okay. So I am getting... See, the picture is kind of cloudy and I'm hoping that that's not smoke. So I'm going to go with that. Um, like it could be dust, it could be smoke. So... I'm going to say that this is set in Paris during World War II. Okay. All right. And this couple, um, they've grown up beside each other, boy and girl. Their families were really, really close and they were always best friends. And, um, you know, they're finally kind of in, I'd say, teenagers when World War II breaks out. And you know, they start developing feelings for each other and realize I love you and, you know, all that kind of. Je t'aime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, je t'aime. And um... that was like the most pitiful accent attempt. <laughs> yeah, je t'aime. <laughs> <laughs> 
that beautiful Cork accent coming through. <laughs> um, but so then war obviously breaks out. And as we know, the Germans occupied France and they're torn apart, really. And um, there's bombings and that's where the dust is kind of coming from. Oh. So it's them trying to survive while going through you know the horrors of war so i'm gonna say that she starts helping out the french resistance Ooh. yes and i'm um, going deep i'm going deep yes i have to try and get the too much in there you see so oh, yeah. she starts helping out the french resistance while he's trying to um find a way for them out of the country um so that they can both survive with their families and you know he's telling her it's dangerous and um that she could be killed and i love you too much i don't want you to die got that title in there um so she tells him how important the work is and that he should be helping as well and they both do it and i'm going to say that it ends very tragically tragically and that one of them is caught who oh i'm gonna say i'm oh Oh, I don't know because I don't want either of them to die. <laughs> well, girl, oh. I'll let you know that there's no right answer here. Because <laughs> you're way off, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say that she gets caught. Um because oh. she's I think she's slightly more reckless than he is. Mm. Yeah, and he's always been the very, very careful one. And you know, her being more of an extrovert and you know, getting him to go outside of his comfort zone has always, you know, brought him on. But there's always been a dangerous side to that with the war going on that something bad would happen. So she gets caught and either gets executed um, or sent away. And um, he never tell he never gets to see her again. So this book is, yeah, this book is now being written by his great great granddaughter oh, it's probably yeah, yeah. this so the is narrator is this, like yeah is my granddad this is i think a lovely like memoir or you know t- storytelling of um her granddad's life during the war and oh. the person that he loved so much um having been lost um so yeah, and a little bit about the French resistance because I always find that really, really interesting. So yeah, yeah. Um, wow, I've got to stop making them so sad. <laughs> I know, you make you literally write your own little stories and I'm like, Becca, please release this book, I'd read it. I'd be like, Rebecca Archer's I'm short stories. You're completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to be completely wrong, but oh, no, I tried. But it sounds- no becca it sounds beautiful um this book is by alicia drake and it's another one of it's like i don't know why i tend to gravitate to um author's first works Mm. this is her first and only novel right now she's working on a second she has i looked her up earlier and she has um she's written the beautiful fall and it's non-fiction about paris fashion and creativity in the 1970s but uh this is her first like fiction novel and she's actually writing another one uh not a sequel i assume with the way this book ends i don't think it's a sequel but this is set in paris you were dead right i I want to show you as well 
I'm going to send you a photo of this for the Instagram. Look at the inside, like oh, when wow. you first open the book. Oh, it's not magic. That's beautiful. You open the, the front cover of the hardback and the inside cover and the first page is this um, kind of layout of a prison apartment kind of a view. And then you've got your little blurb in there. And um, then at the very back, you get like the other side of Paris where there's trees and things. And there's a lovely photo of um, Alicia Drake. But um, this book, I picked up on Waterstones because I had no idea what it was. And I thought like, where well, this looks divine. I really, really want to read it. And I totally judged it by its cover. And I'm really, really glad I did because I'm going to give this book a 10 out of 10. And I really oh, wow. I love it so much. I recommended to my friend John that he read it and he thought it was okay. But John was wrong because this is a great book. So this is about a little boy called Paul, who's 13 and he's living in Paris. And uh, it's one of those coming of age novels where he's kind of beginning to figure out how the world works and what people's priorities are. And when adults go from something he doesn't understand to something he's becoming um, in the in the book, there it kind of he's very, very lovable. And he's a very nice boy, but he's very unloved. Mm. And he's not really like, though he's the main character of the book, he's not really the main character in anyone's life, really, very much on the outside. Um, and his parents are separated. And um, the entire book has just this overwhelming theme of how um, the adult world seems so based on the visual and how you look on how hot you are, how sexy you are, because everything is kind of ruled by lust. And he's growing up and seeing that because his mom is like beautiful and really powerful. And she's like with a younger man and she's like afraid of growing old. And then like his father is really wealthy and like he's obviously separated from the mom and he's really discontented and kind of going after other women. And Paul is kind of launched into the middle of this and he starts understanding it right as he meets a classmate called Scarlett. And Scarlett is the same age as him, I think. I don't think she's any older or any younger. I think she's in his class. And um, <clears throat> she's obviously a woman going through this same journey. And it just shows how different the female journey in this world is and um, how she's under pressure to look a certain way and to act a certain way and be treated a certain way. And he's under pressure to try and understand it because he's meant to be treating women this way. And I love it. I love it so much. And um, it's, um, I was, when I was researching this book, the caption, like the title is really lovely. I love you too much. And it actually comes from uh, a French expression. It's je t'aime trop. And it means like, ex like excessive love. And it's when like the love is too much and it's kind of beyond what it should be. And it's damaging. Okay. So it's more of a toxic kind yeah. of, um, okay. And it's all good intention, but oh, what a gorgeous book. Like even like, like, I'm sorry, I have to talk about how beautiful it looks again. Cause that, oh, the visual of this is just stunning. And the story matches it. I actually read it in one sitting. I just sat down one night and I didn't put it down and love it wow you yeah. usually have some lines from it Ooh, i didn't highlight any give me a second you might have to edit edit me down uh i didn't highlight any actually oh no you didn't want to ruin yeah. your beautiful book yeah i know this is kind of the one that i won't ruin you know what i mean oh my god she's uh, learning there is a lovely bit in the beginning right now oh this is good 
Okay. Mm -hmm. The rain looked faint from inside the station, but there were a million more raindrops than in Paris. We were wet by the time we got to the minivan. Our taxi driver stood waiting in a polo shirt, making out it was just a passing shower. I got in the back of the van. Maman got in next to me. God, I hate Brittany, she said, looking out at all the other Parisians queuing for taxis and wishing they had gone abroad. It's the end of the world. Oh, wow. Mm, I love it. Oh, and it makes me want to, like, I've always wanted to move to France and this makes me want to move to France even more. <laughs> we might need to work on the lovely French accent. Yeah, um, it's bad, isn't it? it yeah. <laughs> oh, girl. So aggressive. <laughs> the more aggressive it is, the more I feel it sticks, even though it's just that I'm like scaring people out of correcting me. That's all it is. I'm going to get my uh, Duolingo, mon, mon chouette. <laughs> Girl, to be honest, I don't think you could ever scare a French person enough to actually stop them from correcting you on your pronunciation. They will do it. <laughs> you know, they, no I matter need what, it. They, they will do I it. Need it. There's going to be somebody, a French person, who listens to this episode and is horrified. They're going to be like, my good bitch, you're not good no. at French. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, that's my book. It is 10 out of 10 for me. I love it. I reread it all the time. Oh wow! Mm. Um, no, it's a it's a gorgeous book. Definitely would be a lovely um, gift to someone. I think. Yeah, but it, this would be so lovely on Christmas Day. Because yeah, it's a, it's compact as well. How many pages is it again? Like it's not too long a read, but you really can read it in one sitting. Two hundred and forty six pages. It's actually not bad. Um, lovely. That's a it's a beautiful um beautiful beautiful book, but uh probably good for someone who enjoyed conversations with friends um your kind of style of books i think yeah i like um, um i think my style is kind of summarized by it's more character like development than it is story okay so i like when it's first person or if it's written in in third person but there's a lot of insight to what the character is feeling okay and I prefer reading pages about how they reacted instead of pages of all the things that are happening, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I get that. Um, so I'll send you on my book. Um, so I tried to pick one that I'd read that was more uh, uplifting than my last book. Um, so let me just pick the right cover. Um, so the one I picked is Where Do You Go Bernadette by Maria Semple. And it is a beautiful book cover. So it's really cool. Yeah. Do you follow Duran, Dr. Duran O'Leary on Instagram? No. She has these glasses. Oh. The big bug eye, like 60s, like couldn't be bigger round sunglasses. I love absolutely love so i'm looking at a cover the colors are really pop arty it's a very pale lady with a full fringe she's rocking it and she's got these big bug eye sunglasses on and that's where the title is uh hidden in the shades she's got gorgeous pink lipstick a lovely yellow uh head what do you call those like a headscarf um you head know the scarf, 50s yeah. 50s kind of style of when they were getting in the car they'd wrap it around their hair so that it doesn't go everywhere yeah it's silk mm. it's beautiful so looking at this book I am kind of getting like immediately I was like I'm getting a 50s or a 60s 
thing. But I don't know when I'm looking at it, there's something kind of modern to it. And I think it's the the really kind of purple lipstick. I actually want to say that this is set in like somewhere in the 2000s. And this woman is really eccentric and loves her 50s. And she's kind of, she's one of, I can tell I'm wrong by Rebecca's face, by the way, but I'm going to go with it, okay? Okay. <laughs> it's, I should have played it safe. It's set in the 50s, but no, it's set in the, in the 2000s. This woman is very eccentric and um, is always kind of, it's as if she's living in a different time to everyone else around her. And I think, I feel like I've read this book somewhere. I feel like I'm stealing it. I feel like I'm stealing a plot line from something, but I don't know what it is. But either way, I feel like this woman is, she's well known in the town. She's very quiet, very kind of like, um, you know, that kind of Luna Lovegood. She's a bit strange, okay, quirky, yes. but she's very kind and she's really nice. And everyone just kind of leaves her be. And I think um, she's well known by everybody. Everyone has at least seen her. If you say her name, Bernadette, they all know who you're talking about. But something happens, Bernadette, and our protagonist is a quiet girl in school with her who realizes one day that Bernadette hasn't been in today and Bernadette wasn't in yesterday. And she starts to notice that Bernadette just has kind of vanished and no one in the town is really worried about it because Bernadette is kind of strange and kind of aloof. And maybe she just wandered off and even her own parents think that, oh, she might have just gone to L.A. one day. She's like that. She's away with the birds. And no one is worried about Bernadette other than this protagonist who makes it their mission to find what happened to her and kind of follows the clues. That's that's my guess. Okay, interesting. I know I'm really wrong. <laughs> some of the points actually, like you're on some kind of a track that's similar to the book, but also not similar. <laughs> okay, but is it a book I could go and write? Yes. I think it's a good I idea. I think so. Um, I needed that. <laughs> um, Nikki just wants that bit of praise of like, yes, I yeah. could be an author. <laughs> I'm one of those kids that I don't do anything unless I get approval and praise for it. Like, otherwise, <laughs> if I if I, I didn't, like, I did my homework, Miss, and she's like, "Well done." <laughs> so without that bit of praise, there, Nikki probably would have hung up, and the podcast would be over. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> episode I, four, we did not survive. I need approval. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this um, Where'd You Go Bernadette was published in 2012. Now it is set in modern day times. <laughs> it is I set. I was right. Yeah, it's definitely of that you know time period, um, which is only what eight years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it is. It's recent, um, and uh, strangely enough, she is not inspired by the 50s at all. Bernadette not at all not at all um she's definitely more she dresses like that I get why they did that cover mm -hmm. um she always wears these really big dark shades when she goes out um the headscarf I don't remember them talking about in the book um she's mysterious but she's mysterious so 
it's set in Seattle, which um, I've always wanted to go, but this book, I'm not sure <laughs> after reading it. Um, so it tells the story of this very eccentric family. Um, and the main character that um, is Bernadette Fox, um, the mother of this family. Uh, she's oh, a talented. I thought she would have been young. Yeah, no, she's she's in her 50s, I think, in the book. Okay. She's a talented architect, but hasn't worked in 20 years. Um, and she's has this record of being like world renowned and she's somebody that people saw as really prolific, but she only built two houses. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, career goals. <laughs> yeah, girl, um, got it. She That's going to be me in my channels video. <laughs> <laughs> no longer jazz. It's Nikki the trad Channel. singer. Nikki the um, meme trad singer. But, Nikki uh, Graffini. <laughs> um she earned a macarthur grant which was this big award um with like the prize was five hundred thousand dollars um for recognizing future talent and for her to put it towards that um but and she was also um one of the quotes in the book was she built green before there was green so she's very environmentally conscious which i really oh, liked about I her love. yeah the thing is, though, something happens, which you don't find out till quite later in the book. And she runs away from L.A. where her career was and moves to Seattle with her husband. And mm. um, she just stops working and becomes very agoraphobic, um, very antisocial. Um, yeah, just doesn't like people and doesn't really like, you know, um, anything anymore. Um, her husband, Elgin which is such an unusual name. Elgin. Elgin. How do you uh, spell that? E-L-G-I-N. It's a really yeah, unusual yeah. name. I'm I'm looking, assume, I want to know where that name came from. Um, I'm going to say it's Swiss. Old English and Gaelic origin. Oh, oops. <laughs> High-minded. Oh my God, weird. High-minded Little Ireland. That is not Irish. No. It says it's an English name, but that it means Little Ireland or high-minded. That that doesn't mm. make sense. I was very wrong with my Swiss take on it, <laughs> but um, her husband has this amazing career. Um, he is a brainiac. They're both incredibly smart. Um, and he works for Microsoft um, and he's one of their top people. Um, and he's designing this amazing software in the book that you know, when you hear about it, you're like, oh my God. And his reasons behind designing this is just phenomenal. Um, mm. um, and as well, he has a TED talk, but it's the oh. number four. Yeah, he's got the number four most watched TED talk ever, which is, yeah. Oh my God, um, our guy is going to get it. So, and he's, <laughs> he's referred to a God amongst geeks, <laughs> which I really <laughs> liked. I really like that description of him. So anyway, they have this, they both have a daughter um, called B. Um, well, that's her nickname. Um, she's pretty much a child prodigy. She's following their footsteps. She is pretty much amazing at anything that she touches. Um, she's incredible at school, all that kind of thing. And she's supposed to be going off to this privileged um, private boarding school, um, you know, at the end mm -hmm. of the book or whatever. So from the start of the book, you're thinking, wow, they have this amazing life. They all get on really, really well. They're all very close. Um, you know, 
they seem to really enjoy life. They're so proud of me. I, I was kind of going like, what's going to happen? So the book opens I know, up. I'm kind of wondering. Yeah. I'm like everyone is so perfect. So the book opens up with um, B getting her progress report from school and you know, she does amazing. And apparently her prize was she could ask for anything if she got perfect grades and she did. So her parents had been expecting her to ask for a pony or something. She'd always wanted a pony, but no, B goes above and beyond and asks for a trip to Antarctica. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So the whole start of the book is them planning on going to Antarctica um, over oh, Christmas. Geez, wouldn't you love to just be able to do that now when your little kid is good? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think one person references the price and it's like 20,000 Europe to go on this cruise to Antarctica. And I was like, yeah, no. No, thanks. <laughs> I'll, um, I would like a car, a secondhand used car <laughs> for one deal, please. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that would do me. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, all seemingly well, you know, they're, they're, very well provided for all that kind of thing so anyway you start to get the idea that Bernadette she does not get on with anyone in Seattle and she really hates it there um she had such a successful life but she retreats to this life of I think anxiety and just not knowing what to do um anymore and she's really irritated by modern life and is just incredibly unhappy and you can kind of get that sense she's heading towards a breakdown very soon. Um, one of the only people that she actually is in contact with is this um, virtual assistant that she hires from Delhi virtualassistants.com or something like that, that she pays a measly, I think, $40 a month to, to like do everything. And that's the most interaction she has with people. Um, mm. And she gets into this like, really big like almost turf war with her neighbor and things like that and just yeah not going on so anyway closer to the like I think it's the day before they're supposed to go on this trip to Antarctica Bernadette disappears yeah and um it's it's massive and um you know B is just ripped apart she can't cope and um they obviously don't go on the trip to Antarctica, but B spends gone, the, girl. B spends the later half of the book trying to search for her mom and track her down because her mom was her oh. best friend and she can't cope. So this book is described to be a comedy. <laughs> Did I think it was a comedy? Not really personally. Was I laughing out loud? No. It's more one of those stories with a lot of wit and things like that. Mm, I um, love those. But the entire story is told in such an interesting way. It's like a collage of emails and documents and transcripts, faxes, FBI files, um, and even a transcript of the dad's TED talk. So it's really interesting to see all these different points of view. Like the only main person you hear from really is B, who might interject with a few of her own comments or thoughts. Um, okay. So it's really interesting. You're you don't know what the next document's going to be when you're going to the the next page. Do you know you're like an FBI? That's really watch. cool. It's it's really cool and it's such an interesting read. You're really kept on your toes as you're reading through it. Um. So yeah, and as it goes on, like some of the points, like you're just thinking, this is so outlandish, but it's happening <laughs> to them. Do you know? Um. It really is. It's it's like insane. Um. So. Uh, Maria Semple uh, has a background in television writing 
um yeah and she's i think she's won a few awards um at the screenwriters guild but i think she wrote she wrote for arrested development and mad about you and beverly hills 90210 so she has yeah but um she i don't know does she live in seattle but she writes about seattle like <laughs> and she wrote for snl yeah she 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 has a really big background in comedy writing um but the way she writes about seattle it's like all bernadette hates it and it's all from bernadette's point of view about seattle and like her ranting and her rants will go on for a long time she's known for it um <laughs> she like the amount of times that she talks about five-way intersections like I don't know what those are in <laughs> Ireland but she just oh, rants no about them she talks about them girl they're nightmares um she talks about the people of Seattle their obsessions um they apparently only love one style of house and like she talks about that in this one letter and just she rants about them so much um <laughs> And their way of life and things like that they're not supposed to be very friendly um all this kind of thing and it's just yeah a ripping into <laughs> seattle um and microsoft which she she calls um i can't remember the nickname she uses for microsoft but it's um and then she also talks uh, i think this is more maria simple kind of um joking about private schools in america um that the school that uh b goes to is this very prestigious private mm. middle school I think um where they they view grades as like they'll erode student self-esteem which I do agree with I do mm. agree with so instead of the usual like a b blah blah they have these like s grades so it'll be like super and all this kind of stuff where you're like ooh, cheesy <laughs> do you know um so yeah it's uh what's the school motto or their saying or their creed is a place where compassion academics and global connectitude join together to create civic-minded citizens of a sustainable and diverse planet now mm. if that doesn't sound pretentious you know, i was just about to say i like, was like please oh, don't compliment this <laughs> no this is it's so oh. pretentious and like throughout the school like there's bits and you're like I'm sorry but like your privilege is showing <laughs> like gosh she's uh B is a talented flautist but she gets this Japanese flute from one of her teachers to start practicing and learning at home and I was like who just happens to have a Japanese flute oh my and god kindergartners playing marimba I'm sorry ah! <laughs> kindergartners playing marimba oh all, all this God. absolute insanity and even uh the school board they don't think the school is recognized enough they're not the top tier you know they're not the first class schools they're in the second no one can afford it yeah they're in the second <laughs> so they said we're kind of like the lexus parents of cars they were like we want to get the mercedes parents so the whole they're just obsessed with getting even richer and more you know snobby people in so they're like they're organizing all this like things to get the school like more it's attention. like have you ever seen daddy daycare no there's um daddy daycare i can't believe i'm talking about daddy daycare <laughs> i love that movie so much <laughs> it's like these two competing kindergarten schools well no mm -hmm. i don't think it's kindergarten it's kind of like childcare mm -hmm. in america and they're like two like um play schools competing with each other oh. one of them is daddy daycare and it's run by all these dads and like 
like they all they do is have fun and like color and like paint and kind of do things like that and then the other one is like this like Juilliard (laughs) (laughs) and all the kids are like speaking German and like French fluently and they're all like three that's that's (laughs) this school like it's just insane absolutely insane and yeah just it's it is a funny book um I think there's bits of it that there there's some not very likable characters in it and things like that and I didn't enjoy it as much as I hoped I would Mm. you know um I think I'd read it after reading quite a heavy hitting book and I just wanted something to kind of you know something a bit light and it wasn't as funny as I expected um so yeah what would you rate it oh I'd say maybe a seven out of ten it is good it's a very interesting plot um like Bernadette herself is like she's mad you know but um, you you obviously were really hooked in the story because when you talk about it you're like oh my god and then these people were like like you were you're really invested it is it is I think it's the way as well it's just written so unusually that you know, when you see something that's like, oh, I wasn't expecting this, or it's from so many different people's point of view telling the story, but she connects it so well that you don't get lost mm. at any point. Do you know, she is, it shows a very, very skilled writer in that point. Of, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, and such an unusual style of writing. It, it was really, really good. Um, not one of my favorite books. So that's why it's only getting seven out of 10, but yeah still it sounds like a good read I'd still I'd still want to read that yeah it is it is because some of the madness that happens in it you're like oh my gosh <laughs> do you know like insane but uh yeah it's a good book so yay yeah oh my god what a fun week and yeah. that's is that also a debut novel from her I know she wrote in screens but is that her I first don't think so I think it's her second okay. from what I could remember because um, we were so, on yeah. a weird theme there where our books were kind of overlapping quite a lot. And I think today we're kind of on different tangents altogether, which is kind of like. Absolutely, which is great. Yeah. You know, absolutely different. Woo! Not planned <laughs> as well. <laughs> well done, us. Um, I know. So, yeah. And as well, I would like to say there was no Hoover in this episode. <laughs> thank the lord um the hoover last week we actually sat in silence for 20 minutes waiting for that hoover to stop and then we kind of thought we managed it and becca was editing and she was like girl the hoover is is far more prominent than we feared yeah i think it's because i have headphones in i can't hear um unless until it was like right outside the door I didn't know there was a hoover on and then when I was editing I was like oh that hoover's there that entire time Nikki's talking (laughs) oh no um so I tried to edit it as best as I could I even um have audio recordings of us separately and tried to like put you in by yourself and like cut my knee out that didn't work it was so like because there was gaps where I was supposed to be talking and then I was like oh (laughs) I just oh it was a nightmare so I tried my best and if we lost listeners I'm sorry (laughs) girl they weren't there to begin with (laughs) they weren't there to begin with but just in case people were like oh my god that hoover is so unprofessional i've tried okay so unprofessional. but um I'd, I'd rather live in a clean house <laughs> yes this is fair so 
uh this is us trying to do an outro we finally did an intro now we're like oh no the oh outro. now we're screwed but this was really fun i like that our books were totally different this week and um as lockdown kind of starts coming to an end here we're going to keep keep reading keep busy mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll be able to record in person soon that would be really yeah, nice because what i'm really looking forward to if shops are able to open going into waterstones going into vibes and scribes all that picking out some books um because i just i just miss books i know when we got to like stand outside the window of waterstones lovingly (laughs) last week (laughs) lovingly and i love i posted the photos on our instagram page but i had to edit them out because there's this one guy (laughs) on the other side just like you know i was like mm, will i leave him for I comedic saw him effect and he didn't actually move when we were taking no. photos he was kind of rude yeah <laughs> i was well to be girl to be honest girl though it was kind of misty rain so i mean fair True. you couldn't just be like True. sorry uh, move <laughs> but we're doing um a photo shoot of uh, our own uh, yes but yeah so uh, no hopefully we'll be able to do a photo shoot inside because it's getting cold <gasps> I know without Waterstones knowing us and our masks like them being like what are you doing why are you just taking a million photos (laughs) (laughs) we're promoting Waterstones online Um, this is it we should also promote um, this was oh we should also promote Vibes and Scribes because that is a cork bookshop and I love going in there I think we Um, should go there now next time we're in town absolutely um gorgeous bookshop and they do have a secondhand bookshop which I love going into as well yeah yeah because they actually this Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> us getting distracted. Um, us getting distracted. Um, but yeah, Vibes and Scribes. Love Vibes and Scribes because they even used to do, I don't know, do they still do it? Remember when they used to wrap books in brown paper and you just, yeah, you just pick and a you, book up by accident. Yeah. I did that in a shop in Paris and I picked up a porno. <laughs> I'll review wow. it some week. I'll review it. Oh, One wow. of the titles was chaptered like hard dick style. Or something like that. And I was like, hmm. You see, so far we're rated clean. <laughs> our <laughs> podcast. I, I think that might put, put us over the edge into illicit. It might. Um, it might. Explicit. <laughs> explicit. There we go. <laughs> explicit. And illicit oh, stuff. Um, but this has been very fun. It has. Absolutely. So hopefully other people enjoyed it. Um, yes. <laughs> you know um, and we actually have people listening to it so uh until next time bye until next time bye